Chicago this week? Oh, girl, the 40s. Man, it was feeling good. Listen, it was, everyone was talking about um, summertime, Chicago. I'm just, damn, we 40s. We, we saw happy we were because of the weather. Gee, I was on the balcony. I was outside, like. Really? Fresh air. No, but real I talk, know, it's right? been, like, burning up in my apartment because we can't control the heat. So oh. it's like, I think it's still, like, hot, like it's cold hot. Yeah. Ew, yeah. Well, I do hope that, you know, the snowstorm we had, like, that's that's the end of it. Yeah. like And moving forward, it's like, spring. Yes. Like, whatever the groundhog saw. Yeah. Oh, Ain't that what we celebrate, Groundhog Day? When is that? It passed already. Girl, I don't even know this American holidays. Oh, okay. But anyway, guys, hello, hello, hello. How you guys doing? This is Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this is... Cross-cultured. Also, well, who was the artist for that song? I feel like we should be introducing those artists. You sh- you, you're right. The artist for that is Black Bones. The name of the song is mm. BBC Remix featuring T.Y. Savage. Okay, okay. Yes. I like that. I like that. Anyway, Dami, how do we like to start? We like to start with the hot topic. Okay, remix. That remix. Y'all know. <laughs> I feel like I don't say re- uh, remix well. I say remix. <laughs> <laughs> you can remix, remix. Remix. Is the remix. Remix. Stats. Okay. <laughs> y'all, this week was a great week for us, y'all. Really? A lot of people don't know what week it was for us, y'all. Oh. Okay. Shout out Brooklyn. Holla at me. Whoa. <laughs> the streets. They coming alive. You know I've been saying the streets is dead, y'all. The streets. Okay. Hey. Okay. Ah, okay. You know I had to get that to okay. you guys. Okay. Come on, we had to celebrate one time for the one time my man's is home. Bobby Schmurder is free. That's for you, Bobby. That was for you. You know, we had to celebrate you guys. Black History Month is coming to an end, and this was a big one for us. For the past seven years, we've been he talking about... He was gone about for seven years? Seven years. Oh, man. he tried. For the past seven years, we've been talking about Bobby Schmurder, Bobby Schmurder, Bobby Schmurder. You know what I mean? And you know, with the release, with him being released, his song also just went back up as well, because everyone is playing his song. Period. Because um, Bobby, bitch. And, uh, 
you know, to fact to the fact that this same song is like still blowing up, even while he was in jail. Now that he's out, so my question is, what did he do again? Was it some gun charges or what was it? Um. Okay. So there was a lot of um criminal activity, gang activity. Um, I think, you know, there was a murder involved mm. and, you know, some drug stuff. And in, in the song, Hot Boys, Hot Nigga. Um, oh, and that's how they caught they him. They caught him from the, the lyrics, lyrics of the Got song. It. it. was um, him. You know, what Bobby Schmurder did is so commendable. Um, you know, outside of the murder, of course, that's not commendable. But what's commendable about Bobby Schmurder, especially in this era where people like Red Takashi Six Nine exists mm-hmm. is that Bobby had the um opportunity to get less years. I sure was gonna ask that. What is the hype? I get it that yeah, his family's excited, everyone is excited that he's out. Yeah. But why? What is the big celebration? Was it? It's the celebration is as if you know he was wrongfully you know accused. accused. You know, like he was yeah. supposed to go. You know how people be like free this, free yeah. you know. But it's just like free, free them. Why they're supposed to be in jail? Right? Yeah, no. I think what what it is is that um you know hip hop is supposed to be this culture based on loyalty street politics authenticity and i think that we see too often that when a lot of these celebs get jammed up all of that gets out the window Uh. um and it's not necessarily that he upheld the the code of the street or whatever um i mean these people are authentically his friends so that is good that you know right right he held his friends down and i think that it just kind of shows that um a lot of the time we see this culture and that gang life and all that stuff used in a glorified way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Bobby is one of the people that showed you, like, man, this shit got a, a bad side to it. And, and, and this is what people who subscribe to this life do. You eat it up. You, okay. don't, you, know, you don't just throw it to the wayside or, or, or call it gang and, you know, down the life when it doesn't right. feed you. So the opposite of 6 9 Complete yeah. opposite of 6 okay. 9 And, you know, quite frankly, I think that part of the celebration, I mean, I was always excited for Bobby to get out, but, mm-hmm. like, part of that excitement is because, like, we got people like 6 9 running the streets. Right. I hope that, you know, he'll be able to, you know, turn into a new leaf, like, turn his life around. Because um, I see other artists are really excited for him being released, too. So I'm sure this will bring in different collaborations as well. And, you know, he just yeah. makes better music that does not, um, you know, put him out there anymore. <laughs> Rest in peace, Pop. You know, that was something big. Him, Rowdy, and Pop mm-hmm. have been waiting for the moment where the three of them could be back together. And it's really sad that Rowdy and um, Bobby are out and, you know, Pop is deceased. What so. happened to Pop? How did he die? Pop's won't. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't know about this. Oh, okay. I'm like, which pop are you talking about? No, pop's like, okay, 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 okay. All right, good, good. That's nice. Okay, and also, <laughs> <laughs> celebration. Well, lawyers have reportedly found the parents of 105 immigrant children separated from their families under the Trump administration. So if you guys remember, the Trump administration launched its zero-tolerance policy back in 2018, which separated more than 600 immigrant children from their parents. Um, and you know, with all that, well, with all that um, happening, the, tr- the children, their parents, all of them were held in detention facilities under very harsh living condi- conditions, mm. where like they didn't get to shower for like days, weeks, months. That's they weren't given food. You know, they're all just le- you know living in their own mess. You know, like just modern day slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So a team of pro bono lawyers and advocates have been working to reunite the children with their parents, and the team reported Wednesday that they have found the parents of 105 children in the past month. I think that is wonderful. Because yes. I don't know if you remember, there were like some videos of how um, some kids did not, because they've been so, they've been separated from their parents for so long, especially the young kids, they did not they recognize like their, their mom. Yeah. They didn't recognize their moms anymore, you know, which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. It just also just reminds you of so much damage that this Trump administration really had upon us all you know what i mean yeah this is it's deep it was deep this is beyond the little riot that they did and you know like was it early in february yeah i just think that the the things that trump administration did were beyond um the economy and that's what made his administration disgusting dirty vile yeah and an atrocity to american history because it's like his things were very personal to people and humanity Humanity. Um, and it just lets you know, like, you know, when, when, when racism and bigotry takes over your life, you are consumed with it and you are a monster in all the words. Key word is humanity. Take away the whole American citizen, this or that. Are you here legally or not? But just humanity, the fact that they were put in harsh detention facilities, you know what I mean? People were malnourished. People are not given the basic needs as human beings to take care of themselves, yeah. clean themselves. I can't Man, separate kids from th- their parents. That, not that's no a little, little kids like that, too. Literally, nah, li- like It's not toddlers. even like 10, 11. I mean, that's sucky, but still, too. But, like, but, you know. Toddlers from their parents. Oh. like. Nah. And just shout out to those lawyers, you know, those yeah. advocates that, you know, really made this a priority to reunite To reunite them. Thank you all. I can't imagine all the work that really, you know, was put into this. Next on the list. All right, so this next topic on the list, y'all. <laughs> I feel like I'm always talking about this. It's always it's always me talking about race relations. Um, so let's talk about a clip that happened. I'm I'm just gonna play it for you guys really quick. I fucked up. I'm so sorry. Ooh, I was getting mad. I was oh, getting I'm sorry. Yeah, let's start from the top. I don't know, Nick. Ooh, 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 I fucked up. So you guys, that was a clip of young, um, lovely Mimi. Lovely Mimi, um, for those of you that don't know, is an Asian nail artist. I don't know where in Asia she's from, so I'm not gonna give her no ethnicity. I think she's Korean. I think she's Korean. Let's go with Korean. She's Korean. but like she's full blown Asian. Yeah, you know the fact of the matter is she's not black enough to be using nigger. She's not black at all, quite frankly. Um, and what she did in that video was she was you know talking on social media how women do about shit that she likes and dislikes, and she let the word niggas fly from her mouth, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oops, I'm sorry, I got too excited." Um, and then she came back around, you know, she ultimately apologized for using the word. Um, but at least she was honest. She did admit that she uses the word amongst friends and family. So, okay. So it was lovely Mimi, you know, just a little back, more backstory to her. She was on love and hip hop as well. Right. She's married to a black man. She has biracial kids, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So she apologized for it. But then, you know, she also did say, well, you know, y'all should not call me racist because mm-hmm. I used the N-word. Yeah. And people felt like her, her apology was half-assed, right? Yes. Because you're going to apologize and then say, well, to be honest, I do use the word mm-hmm. with my close friends, which is, I think it's good that she was honest about it yeah. because that's truly the fact. Yeah. So I have two questions. Mm-hmm. So one, with her using 
the N-word, is she a racist? No. Or that is just, you know, it's it's just lingo now. People got to stop using racism incorrectly. That's not the word. Mm-hmm. If y'all, if people need to know the word, go find the word. Yeah. It's not racism. She's yeah. not using any power to oppress anyone based on yeah. race. And she didn't use it in a way to... To oppress she, anyone. To impress it wasn't anyone. derogatory. She was just trying to be a monk. You know what I mean? So is it okay for her to say, even though, like... Because even then looking at her, you know, and just know a little about her, she grew up, you know... Um, around she black people, she grew up in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could tell she grew up in the hood. Um, so does that give her the right, the comfort to say it? I get it with her growing up in the hood and having black friends, dating black men. You know, that's the language that's used around you constantly. And then obviously they allow her to use it too, you know, because yeah. it's now it's a conversation, something they're using conversation. You know, no one has, um, you know, said, scolded her for using it. Right. So does that give her a right to use it? Or she should still be like, I'm Asian. I'm not black. I should not use this word. I think that I will say this. There, there's a lot of layers to this conversation. Um, a layer in the conversation of who uses the N word uh, to me comes down to who are we saving the word for? Are we saving it for people uh, who experience a quote unquote nigga experience? Or are we saving it for people who are deemed as niggas when you see them? And what do you mean by nigga experience? Because you can't tell me she's experienced no nigga experience what, now. But what do we define as the nigga experience? Because we we allow, you know, other races because they grow up in similar experiences mm-hmm. to use the word. You know what I mean? It's it's not unpopular. I think that if she wasn't Asian, if she was Latin, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like if she was like. You know, just like a, I don't know, like a Sin Santana or somebody. Mm-hmm. It might not be so striking or whatever. Or the Afro-Latina. You know what I mean? I mean, just like. I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, we've had that conversation. Because yeah. even with it being Latino, when we, we do tend to have the same stance. Yeah. I don't so, know if you remember on Love and Hip Hop. I forgot this artist's name. She was there for one season. Love and Hip Hop Miami. Sophia or something, right? It was, yeah. it was a Sophia something. Yeah. And, but she's Hispanic. She's Latina. But she's she's white passing Latina. She's white you know passing, yeah. She's not Afro-Latina, mm-hmm. you know, she's not like a Marla Negra, you know. Right. And she basically says that um, I consider myself a nigga because I grew up a hood, in the hood in Miami. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I grew up in poverty. And it's like, is that just the definition or is that what the nigga experience is? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's it, like as, um, as African-Americans, you know, I've been talking about this with, with my friends, ironically, this week before this happened about how it may be time for, um, black Americans to be identified as an ethnicity so we can once and for all put borders around who can do what, okay. because I think that, um, you know, and I, and I'm only using black American to separate us being like African-Americans, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, because it's like it's a different experience and it's a Definitely. different whatever. And and I think that it's just because of the laissez faire of there not being like a ethnicity in these like old culture and traditions to be attached to it, there's so there's so much disrespect that comes to like mm. the the culture and tradition of black Americanness. Like saying nigga, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like just because it has been commercialized and commodified. I don't think that everybody should just feel so whatever. I think with we also it. have ourselves to blame. Hell yeah, because we, we all say it. You we know? have ourselves to blame. Yeah. You know, from our music, from everything, yeah. and just um, even as she said, I have black friends. I date black men, and you know, she says it around them. They've made it okay. You know, it's not just 
let's be real. We all say like, oh, it's only if you're black you say, but it's not even just. We no. even use it to refer to our non-black to friends. People, exactly. So of course, they're gonna be like, oh, you calling me nigga? Shit, we niggas then. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like so. for me, the only way that I try to regulate it now is that I am very intentional about not using nigga in front of people. I don't want to use nigga back with me. Like, right. I'm not going to be like, niggas be like, da, da, da. Like, I did it once to somebody very dear to me. And because we were, I just was saying it so free, she slipped up and said it. Like, just, Ooh, how was just that? What on, was her like, response? Did she, did she call herself immediately. Okay. Like, call herself. But I was like, damn, I can't even be mad because what in that moment, you just you emulating me. For her. You were emulating me because what you were was you were Look like you, saying you exactly how I be saying. But, you know, at that moment is when I learned, like, <laughs> Ah, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I can't just be, just because I know that I'm black and I can say it freely, part of it being a communal thing is only using it in communal spaces. I totally agree. So, I, I totally agree. I Like, I don't care how free you are. The person. Maybe also because it's not so much in my vocabulary No shade, well. no tea to the person if, if she does listen to this. I love you dearly. I didn't judge you, but yeah. just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> keep my comments um but maybe because it's just not also part of my you know day-to-day vocabulary as well i've also had that stance like since i am nigeria and i, I grew up in nigeria as well you know i get i wouldn't say i had the typical immediate mm. nigga experience <laughs> 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 maybe later on growing up and going to school on the south side i'm like I, you know a little bit right. but i also just don't really put that in my vac- vocabulary and i also don't like when other africans say it because i'm like do you even know what it means you know what i'm saying like, and even when nigger, you're saying you know, it you're yeah. just saying it for just purposes it's like you're not even saying it right first of all you know i um, think that you know just just for my last thing on this topic i will say that um with with hip hop and rap becoming um the most popular mm-hmm. genre, I think that there is a certain acknowledgement that we have to have about rap culture and hip hop culture being For pop real. culture. Yeah. And how like some shit that we might have only thought about in our space as black culture or whatever, now because we have become a popular genre, um, is gonna be something that everyone tries to subscribe to. Of course. So it's just kind of like really being intentional about what we are open to sharing yeah. and being like, hey, this can be pop with your ass. Like, y'all can rhyme words to trap beats. That's yep. pop. But please do not use nigga in casual space. Like, don't refer to your black man that you dating as your nigga. Please yeah. don't. <laughs> That's just, please mm, don't do that because I'm yeah. never going to refer to my Asian man that I'm dating as my racial slur. Yeah. Yeah, right? You know? Yeah. So. It, it tends to be a one-way thing. That's another thing you know about what I'm it, saying? too. saying? Like, yeah, again, it's it's... It is because we have normalized our racial slur. Yeah, that culture is so cool. You know what I'm saying? We've normalized it. So we really has. We really have. That's our fault. Okay. Um. So there's this show called Love and Marriage. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I've talked about it a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's about I believe like three black couples from Alabama, and they're successful black couples in their 30s, 40s who are doing things for their community, mm-hmm. and it's just basically you know around their marriage and their careers, whatever. So this specific couple, Martel Hope. And Melody Hope, they've been they've been married for like I think over ten years yeah. now, and um, they're getting a divorce. Oh, yeah, and they're getting divorced because um, infidelity was part of it, right? He cheated on her, and apparently he was cheating on her with he had a uh, an affair, mm. like a long time affair. Affairs are different. A long time affair with another with one specific woman, and it was like <gasps> yeah, like he had a girlfriend. Oh, and he had a girlfriend on the side. 
he's pinning you. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just thought he was just like sleeping around. No, I didn't it, know it, it was, was like, he literally, that's deep. No, that's he, deep, he literally had deep. a girl on the side. Yeah. And, you know, as a ch- and Melody talked about how she found out was because like it was becoming disrespectful. So it wasn't one of the little things where like, okay, you see a little text or you see little changes. It's like, she's calling. You know, she's calling she's calling his phone middle of the night to the extent that she picked up the call. Like, okay, so why are you calling my man? Whatever. She said they even had they all even they even had a meeting, like and I'm like, first of all, I ain't finna doing all of that now, you know. Um, but my um the main point of this is that Martel, he's not really holding holding himself accountable, right? Yeah, he's Martel's saying delusional. he says that, you know, well, I cheated because my wife was not doing the things to make me happy. You know, um, she was really lacking, <laughs> especially sexually. Now, yes, we know so much in relationship, and we we let's be, we are adults. We do know you have to satisfy your partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the main thing he did also hint that you know, like she wouldn't give him head though. Like she would not. <gasps> yes, straight up the brother. No, he, he said she won't give him head. She must suck his dick. You know, so it's like I guess it's the one of his like his major needs, and she wouldn't do it, or like I don't know, I don't know. She she just and has not done it for a long time, so it gave him more of an excuse. He w- basically wasn't getting what he needed from his wife from that one sexual partner he's supposed to spend the rest of your life with. He wasn't getting it from her, the satisfaction, the need, and he went to find it from his girlfriend. So now is he wrong for doing that? Yes, because he wasn't getting hair from his wife. He's like, I'm going to go get me some hair from somebody else that's going to do it. Yes. Men are so spoiled. Mm-hmm. Men really assume that every sexual experience is supposed to be pleasurable. Okay. Explain, because they're explain. not women. How how often do women be with their man and, and you know, it was I, I you know, I enjoyed the, the, the like, role of it. If, you know, I, you know, to, to play devil's advocate, if it's like, this is a specific thing that I said I like, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe something that we used to do. And yeah. then you stop doing it for years or for a long period then of don't time. Cheat. You make it known. Definitely. Does, does she have a, a role to play in the cheating? Can she be blamed for him cheating? If it came up, if it was a a, fight, a conversation, then yes. If it was not, then no. Mm-hmm. Because that, you know what And I mean? it was a conversation. Like, it was. He said that he's told her multiple times. Well, then damn, Melanie, excuse, you know what I'm saying? Her excuse is, I'm tired. Well, damn, Melanie, you, Melody. you you had to know. What's her name? Melody? Mel- Melody. <laughs> Melody, you had to know at some point it was going to be a thing. Yeah. A whole affair is a lot, though. Because that's different than just having some a little jump off that pop you off. That's different. I think one of the guys on the show said that there are three options. Either, you know, especially with you being married, right? And you're in this situation. You either suck it up, you either leave, or you cheat, right? And there are two rights to that. Suck it up or, or leave. Because, you know, it's like, okay, this is my wife. She don't want to suck my dick. Right. I, whatever. Okay. And I'm assuming that's something that they should have known. You know, know what I'm saying? They were while. like college sweethearts. I they feel were. Like, you yeah, know? I so like, I don't know. Maybe she got older. She's like, I don't want to suck this dick no more. It'd be like that, though. I, it really you know? do. You have your face. Where it's like, I don't do And it. he should have just left. Especially with it being an affair that he had. And it was become disrespectful. Um, He should have just left the marriage. Especially if it's. If sucking your dick is that important, G. And we know how men are. Like, yeah. let's be real. We know men are sexual beings. No matter how we try to be like... And women. And women, yes. But it's like, as women, we, we have sense, too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're just more than being sexual beings. Yeah. But with men, you know, we, as much as we like to say, oh, you know, as a man, they should know better. And they should... da 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 Listen, people just have... I have a few men tell me, like, all they really want is a woman to feed them. Like, give me some good food and fuck me good. 
and that's it. And don't nag me too much. Like literally, as a man, that's all I need. Yeah. And that's something I tend. I've begin. I'm beginning to see within yeah. men, like. Just cook for them or whatever you do. Mm. You you satisfy them sexually and don't nag them too much. And you know now it doesn't mean like okay that's it and then they won't you know there won't mm-hmm. be any problems. But those tend to be the typical three things a lot of men just require. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I've heard this from uh, all ages, from sixty year olds to fucking um twenty something year olds. And it's yeah. like okay, I guess how you guys are wired. So I mean I don't I don't blame her. I'm not gonna say it's her fault as to why he cheated because no, you cheated. You making that big step to cheat and have a whole affair and doing no and also knowing that you're a public figure as well. You know what I'm saying? And you have four kids, four little kids. They're and they're also intertwined in their businesses. They have different businesses together as well. So it's just like you're losing a lot. That's the conversation one needs to have on this podcast you're losing one a day. Lot. Yeah, about how much to really. To become one in marriage. Okay. Because that's some real shit that we don't be talking about, but we're going to pin that for a conversation. Definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think that conversation is everything, but I, I do think that men are spoiled in that sex aspect yeah. because it's just kind of like they really try to make it like more end all be all than it is. You know what I mean? Like, Getting head is a luxury in sex. It's not like she's not giving you no. For real, it's an add on. It's like, a, you know, another way to. To Satisfy. add pleasure mm-hmm. to sex. But it's like, bro, you getting sex at the end of the day. It's not like you not getting sex. Like, if it's that right. deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's other methods. You can do hand stuff. You can do chest stuff. You can do feet stuff. You know, it's people that do other stuff. And I think that, like, you know, if 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 that was a hard, hey, you know what? I just, I can't. This is uncomfortable. This is too much for me. Then he should have been able to compromise that. That is a for better, for worse situation. And for him to try to make it seem like, that was enough for him to have a full affair. Yeah. Then that, you know what I mean? Like men really be capping on in that end. I think it's cat. I think nothing that men don't realize is that you also have to put in the effort. You know, men tend to think that because, oh, they're hardworking, they're a provider. Like I, you know, I'm paying the bills in a house. That's all. That's enough for you to just give me head and fuck me when I ask. Okay. But it's like, no, you still have to be there for me emotionally, mentally. And I'm just even trying to imagine her as a woman, a mother of four young kids. Yeah. None of them are in high school. Like exactly, they're literally like baby. The, the youngest is like a one. You yes. know, so they're all young kids. So just even just think about the chemistry of a woman, like how our, how our, our bodies and our minds respond. Like it's intertwined mm. together, you know. So if you're not satisfying me emotionally, spiritually, mentally, yes. mentally you know, then of course it's like I'm sorry, I don't really feel like sucking your dick. I am a huge like <laughs> no, no, I'm so big on like you got to get my mind involved because yeah. Me, it, I don't care. Like, it could be the sexiest, most raunchy stuff. And, and if, like, if my mind is, like... Not there, Damn, not I don't got no groceries. Aroused. Then I'm not there. For you real, know, G. Like, it be as simple as that. Like, really, he ain't buy me no groceries. Like, I be thinking about, like, I swear, like, my dumb ass. I be in my mind. Yeah. I be in my mind, like, he take me out. For is real. Is this enough? Am I hoeing? Oh, I like, home. <laughs> like for real, like I'm, I know, like, like what is the exchange? Here? I feel Melody because it's like I'm sure she was on her knees and Martel was there, and it was like this nigga did not click. I asked him last week, yep, to take out this garbage, and he just irritated. Hell yeah. no, I'm not gonna suck this nigga. Like yeah. I know that that's like 
Especially how Martel is. Yes, that was yes, it. So. Yes, yes, So, men, it's not just about you providing and, you know, having a bank and whatever, whatever. You have to be there for women in all aspects. And, you know, relationships are two-way. So, you know, the same way you want her to satisfy you physically and sexually, you got to satisfy her emotionally, mentally, spiritually, yes. in every other way, too, okay? Shit, turn her out. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, excite her. But that's that. Mm. Let's get to this next thing real quick so guys um you know we all know taraji p henson i've met taraji he's such a sweetheart oh yeah because you yeah, did yeah because uh, when i do show. empire stuff I do you like her. speak to her like greet her i'd be like hey, i did like a fake scene with her it was like we we be in scenes but you know obviously uh-huh. it's not like we have lines together but she'll like she's nice her and terrence are really nice about talking to extras really yeah they're really sweet about it maybe they just you know maybe because they used to do it they just because they started as that too yeah. yeah so they're really sweet anyway um taraji was recently talking about um her role in the curious case of benjamin button i actually never saw that movie no i i, I saw like little parts but i think i was like just not in the headspace and to that was the movie that really like pushed her to hollywood yeah that was the movie that made her like a hollywood actress so she was really talking about that movie and how she only got paid forty thousand dollars for that role um so in that movie a lot of people don't know she was like a supporting no, she was, actress she was no, a main she was actress yeah, and she said that you know originally her and her her team they asked for um, one hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and you know they kind of combated. They went back and forth and only gave her forty thousand. Wow. Where Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett um, got paid millions for that role for their for their roles in that. That's an insult. Um, and it just kind of brings us to really think about you know black people in our spaces and these in these mm-hmm. and our value, right? Because it's like. I, they really play with Taraji. They really said, like, no, you're not worth that. Um, and even more hurtful to that is as Taraji was explaining how that really breaks down is, like, you know, they offered me $40,000. Um, my, my management team and all my team immediately gets 30, 30% of that before <gasps> tax, you know? Um, because, like, manager, right, this, this, that, Right, right, right. So, like, what did she leave with? She was like, honestly, you know, by the time everything comes down to it, she really only made, like... 15, 15, yeah, yeah, 20,000. So to think, and and, you know, to think that that she was Oscar nominated, it was a, it was a huge role and movie for her. So I don't know. It just makes me think like, damn, what, what, how do we combat shit like that? I think that's also why she credited um, Tyler Perry so much Mm because she said he was the first one to really pay Pay her 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 worth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As an actor, you know, she was really, and it's not like, okay, yes, um, before that um, Benjamin movie, it's not like she's not she was not an actress. That was not her yeah. first movie. No, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like obviously she was known to a certain level. Not yes, this guy rocketed her career to the next level, but it is quite sad because this, this do happen to me. But we'll talk about. This. Oh, you don't think the Benjamin? I don't think it skyrocketed her. I think it put her more like in that Hollywood light. I, okay, I can agree. You with know, that. which is which is like, oh, Terry, Terry, and then getting uh, nominated. But I, she was already Oscar nominated for House on Flow. For House on Flow, true. But then it was a black movie. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it, so it, it put her. That. It just made white people know Taraji. So in white, because you know it's white Hollywood that's black yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, but I'm like, damn, damn near Cookie low key really solidified her in white life. But that's a different conversation right. too. Um. But go Damn, ahead. Yeah, I forgot what I was. I'm saying. sorry. You were saying <laughs> how you know it really solidified her in white Hollywood and Tyler Perry paying her her yeah, rate. Yeah, really. paying her rate. Um, I I passed that already. Damn, girl. 
Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Go ahead, but continue. Um, But yeah, I was going to say that this happens in day-to-day jobs too mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying from regular nine to five jobs so it, it is very very quite unfortunate especially as a creative you like being a creative an actor or a musician it's not an easy job you know yeah, yeah we may just see the limelight and like we may see them in gucci and in their bentley's but it is really not it's an easy lot. job and then knowing that you have all this management as well that you have to pay you gotta have mm. your lawyer your manager your stylist your this and that whatever um, it's, it's very, very quite unfortunate. But I'm glad, you know, despite the fact that we talk so much shit about Tyler Perry and it's shit that is rightfully so yeah. because he does shitty shows now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy that he definitely pays, you know, yeah, his you artists. Know, mm-hmm. uh, and you, I, I could also see that he's also trying to give everyone a chance. Yeah. That's one thing I'll say about his shows Despite the fact that they're shitty, it's all new faces, mm-hmm. right? You can tell mm-hmm. he's trying to give each talent, trying to bring every person out, yeah, you know, and not just continuously using that one black person we know, yeah. that one black person, you know. Um, so it's quite unfortunate. Definitely, Tyler has great intentions. Horrible artistry, but great intentions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she's not even like the only. I remember I, I read Jennifer Lewis' book. And she also did talk about, you know, her being on Broadway, because she did a lot of Broadway, Broadway too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are times that it's just like, you just not paid well. And there are times where it's just like, damn, how am I going to pay my bill? You know? Yeah. It, it's, that's, that's another conversation, that like all these celebrities, they have moments where they do think about how am I going to pay my bill? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's, it's contract work. Like even, yeah. um, you know, like I was, I'm starting to get bookings again for my, when I do the Chicago shows mm-hmm. or whatever. And like even that, like when the last time I had a booking, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what if that was my only source? It, it is very like, if we want you, if you don't, you know? And I think that we're treated um, as if we're just supposed to be thankful for the experience yeah you know so so they think that compensation is like a bonus that yeah. we should be happy to be in this realm as mm-hmm. a black um actor actress thespian like you know like just us being in this company is the reward for us yeah so it's just kind of like you know i, I think part of combating that for us is just always um glorifying our heroes you know like that's why lately I've been having like thoughts of cancel culture and how it affects us, but it really does. Again, another episode. And I think it also just makes sense as to why many celebrities do the most on social media and have this publicity stunt because they need the cash. You Hell know, yeah. they they need the publicity. They need whatever it is that could bring in that extra check or that extra bag as mm-hmm. they like to call it. Um but yeah. Um so this black HR lady, she goes on Instagram and she says that, you know, hood ethnic names, um, like I think she also played a clip, um, hood ethnic names that has like, you know, Niqua, La, and Shariqua, all those stuff, those type of names that they get judged and passed over. That we what? don't look at, um, don't look at the applications at all. So she was saying that um, people should either use, um, their middle names, like if their first name, like if it's your first ghetto. name is Shamiqua or something, uh-huh. right? That um, it should be initial S. Then if your middle name is Mary, then your last name. So uh-huh. S Mary Jane or whatever, Ooh. right? To take away the attention from the Shamiqua part, because uh-huh. when the and you know people 
And, it, and it's like, this, this is real. This is yeah, what they, is they, they, they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but people were like, okay, but you as a black HR lady, mm-hmm. is this what you also do? Because our attitude was like, well, we just look, we look it over. Because we automatically assume that you're ghetto, you're not intelligent. Like, even if you have your, the best resume, it's just like, Samiqua, what? Psh, pass. There is a juxtaposition about being black, um of acknowledging the stereotypes that are put upon us versus the stereotypes we create. Mm. Because mm. it's like, we can't sit here and act like the Jamiquas, the Shaniquas, and the Taishas do be coming to work cutting up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's let's be frank. But not all, though. Not all. But we say that about all the shit. Not all. Of course it's mm-hmm. not all. But right. there is a good chunk of our people that behave in a way that, yeah. like, causes these things. You know what I mean? Like some, some of like one day, we as people have to sit down and really be like, "Yo, these stereotypes don't just exist." Right. You know what I mean? But question, um, I'm also assuming like, with a certain job, you know, like okay, yeah, those people who act like they that way, they tend to have certain type of jobs, right? You know, Facts, yeah. Okay, but if you have a job in the medical field or you know in a high position, and that is your name. But you you have a bachelor's, you have a master's, mm-hmm. you know, damn near working on a PhD, and your mm-hmm. name is Shamiqua, and you're still getting passed. That's fucked up. That's you know, and you know. it's something that does happen, though. Yeah, no. Not to say that people don't get overlooked because of, you know, the, their name or whatever demographic, right? Um, but, I, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, when it gets to some of those spaces, it just is become it just becomes a, like, oh, this is a black person, this yeah. is a white person. You know, like, us trying to covet it with, like, it's a name. It's yeah. like, no, it's not necessarily the name. It's just an indicator of blackness and whiteness. And also, this also happens to immigrants as well. This yeah. is not just, uh, you know, because I have definitely heard of people who have, like, you know, their Yoruba names or their Igbo names. And um, I think there's even a commercial on TV. This lady was saying how uh, her name was Chamaka something. And she mm-hmm. said they see her name, they, they pass it back because they're like, I can't pronounce this name. They probably can't speak English exactly. well. I'm not even trying to be... You know, I'm not even trying to do what they said at all. And it's just like, well, damn. What mm-hmm. what should one should everyone now have English names? I mean, mm-hmm. for me, luckily, I don't see, I, I don't even know. Maybe that's not my because Erica is yeah. my first name. So I'm like, damn, well, maybe that's not my my dad gave me Shit, Erica as my maybe. first name. Who knows? You know, um, but it's like your those palatable are palatable ass names. You said what? I said your palatable <laughs> ass name. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so you know, it, it, it just it's quite unfair and sad that everyone we it's like you have to have a western name you have to have mm-hmm. an english name mm-hmm. or at least a simple name that is easy to pronounce and even sometimes when the name is quite simple you know people and it's just like it doesn't look like though how regular vowels and consonants should be placed together in a western language then mm-hmm. I, eh, I'm, I'm not gonna hire them it sucks i don't know it sucks i mean it sucks it sucks for those that really don't subscribe to it i'll say that mm-hmm. they really aren't like the hood rats. Right. <laughs> I'm being real. It does. Because, like, shit, like, I'm jaded. You know, I'm a teacher. I work with ghetto motherfuckers, like, on some real shit, like, real family. So they be acting like their names? Hell yeah. And I be Hell irritated. No. Like, damn, G, you trying to tell me basic knowledge, basic common sense, basic work etiquette, basic professionalism. You're not trying to hold. So which one comes, which which of the ghetto-ness comes first? Is it the name being ghetto? Is it, for, you know, no. is it the, the action behind it? It's just like. It's that if you weren't that ghetto, you would have never came up with that ghetto-ass name. Ooh. That's what it be. Like, let's be real. Because it's kind of like 
some names and be like, gee, you have to be a certain level of ghetto to even think that that was like. To put that name together. To put that name together. Some names be hella made up. It's not even just like ethnic name, you know. Right. It's not like every Rashida, every, you know, Ingo Z or whatever is going to get passed over straight just because your name. It be the like. La Maniqua. Coco Chanel's, the, uh, what's this girl name? Ladesha, the, and it was like that, you know, all the extra. Yeah, with, putting, with that apostrophe uh, and yeah, stuff. that's a lot, bro. That's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. You, let's be real. It's just kind of like, gee. <laughs> and it's like, for what? Damn. I mean, I think, you know, as we previously said, you know, with there being no, like, ethnicity or specific culture to black American, you know, black Americans. Right. That is what they say, like, the purpose of all those unique names are, right? That's you know, not what add, they said. Yes! That's not what they said. To add flavor, some to people, add culture. Some people be Just pulling from, they be pulling from their Aboriginal I'm African the original, part. You're wearing the first unique ones and them first started. No, because remember, I remember the first original, whatever, veering names was uh-huh. when they started naming their kids off the Nation of Islam. That's yeah, yeah. when they started And it, those were Islamic names, Those though. were Islamic names, right? And that's different, but it do be some people that be like, my name is Harry. Her name is Sarah. We want to name that child Sahari. Sahari's still cute. In a way, but it's like... Use another example. Okay, <laughs> Sahari was decent. But like, I don't know, like... Your name is Erica. His name is Jamal. Yeah, I don't know. Erica John. If, yeah, I know what you say. Jamerica. Jacamal. Jacarera. Like, I don't know. You know, it'd be... Jerica. I don't even like Jerica. I'm like, I... Jerrica's one of those. Jerkamal. You know what I mean? Jerkamal. <laughs> like, it's like, bitch, that's a lot. Just name you Erica, Jerrica, Jamal. What you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. That's ghetto that you thought you could combine all them names. It's sad, though. Yeah, it's sad. You know, that that's how we do judge each other based on I'm names. I'm going to judge your ghetto ass off. Yeah, hell no. Okay, so now, so when immigrants come, you mm-hmm. know, or immigrants that do have kids here, Mm-hmm. Should they name their kids the English name first? I get irritated at that. I ain't going to stop. Like, I I see a lot of, like, my peers that mm-hmm. are naming their kids these super whitewashed generic names. Yeah. And I'm like, Why? where the fuck you get that name from? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what was the inspiration? Maybe it's just like, you know, what it means. I, but it don't be mean as shit. It's like, y'all just like this whitewashed ass name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. That you know when you look up white names, you'd be like Chloe, Scottish for girls. Or the, yeah, you don't know that shit. You just yeah. know that it's Chloe. You know what I mean. So do you think their reason is to definitely avoid like other things? Yeah, you just said? yeah. It is to assimilate because I even know as I know a lot of um Nigerians. I even as a Muslim, I know a lot of Nigerians. I'd be like, my kid's first name is definitely going to be Muslim because your by names be too much or mm-hmm. da, da, da da. And to me, that makes me sad a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna give my name my kids ethnic ass names because mm-hmm, I I love how your by names are i yeah. love that they're like stories and they're like you know what i mean like they really tell like a origin story to so me. that means you should also do keep in mind that this may affect their yes. profession for me it's right. just kind of like i want you know my 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 hope god willing is that my child is such a, a star and shine so bright that you can't deny their greatness and that you also have a legacy for them you know, that, what I'm you know saying? They yeah. Just, yeah i think that and, and the, the fact remains that things like that come up 
I don't want to say they don't happen in big corporate spaces because, you know, of course, like when it comes down to neck and neck, those are the little things that people yeah, look at. Definitely. But I think that some of those space, um, those conversations come up in spaces that were already meant to oppress you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're already working these jobs that are $7 an hour, you were already oppressed from socialism. Your name just adds to it. That's true. That's 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 definitely true. Um, yeah. Um, but also let's not negate the fact that a lot of Nigerians, even in Nigeria, named their kids. Especially those God's win, God's gifts, God's love. Um it's people, evil people that be naming their you know, those like Proverbs. Proverbs Where is you say him? I just want to name him. Really? H-Y-M-N. Him. him. Can you imagine? God's him. Mm-hmm. Gospel. Yeah. Do you name gospel? Gospel. Like, like, listen, as you said, Nigerians, names mean a lot to yeah. us. Even if it's an English name, it means a it lot. Means it's not just out of nowhere. It's yeah. not just some weird combination of stuff. It's it's like, def- like, it's like you know, what is this child going to be? You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, how was this child given birth to? Given, it's like, you know. to me, a name is the first degree decree of your child's destiny. Hell yeah. That's no, for like, real. It's quite That's powerful. how I feel. So I'm going to speak all greatness. It's not going to be no shit I just thought was cute. Yeah. Say that for the dogs. I'm saying that for yeah, my dogs. Say for the dogs. I would name my child like Blessings this, on Blessings. Not like, like this white celebrities that be naming their kids Stone. Exactly. Table. Like, she, I be saying my name like, damn, that shit poetic. When you read the meanings, like when you say Girl. it all at once, it sounds like a poem. <laughs> Hell no. So yeah, names matter, people. Don't name your child no stupid shit. All right, y'all. So let's talk about, um, you know, love. <laughs> One of our favorite TV couples is divorcing guys. Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce. So it's final, final. Like, is is it done? Is it's, it's happening? For they you? said that um, Kim Kardashian West has filed for official divorce from Kanye West, and you know, there's been a lot of reports about this. Honestly, for the past year and some change. Whole time while we talking shit, give Azalea Banks her flowers. She told us this shit like two years ago. Oh, she did. Y'all remember on one of her rants, she was like. Kim and Kanye gonna get divorced because they can't really stand each other. No, Azalea said that shit. Mm. And we thought she was talking. Come on, Azalea, Azalea be knowing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they're getting a divorce, and a lot of um, you know, social media has been bipartisan in this. You know, it's Team Kim or Team Kanye. There's been a lot of discussion on like who's to blame for the divorce. What team are you on? For this, I'm on Kimmy's. Okay, for this, I'm on Kimmy. I think that um, Kanye crossed a lot of lines, mm. and and, and um, people want to be like, "Oh, Kanye's sick. Don't enable the nigga. Don't enable him." <laughs> Kanye, look, Kanye is wealthy enough to take care of himself. Yeah, and whatever psychotic breaks he claims to have, whenever he has his scheduled psychotic breaks, because I'm sure it's be very intentional to me. Um, mm. I think that. You know, there are things that he said in his psychotic break that is somewhat unforgivable. He's talking about her family. He's talking about he, her mama on Twitter. You you went on fucking social media and said that I was gonna abort my child. Yeah. That was a lot. And you and you and you made it seem too as if I was the one that wanted to abort mm. her and you didn't. Mm. As if like I saved your life without without me. 
it wouldn't be no norm. And even if I was, even if she was the one that wanted to abort the child, why put that? Why, out why there? would you put that? It just that no is too much. Like you call my mom Kim, Kim, Chris Jones, Kim Jong Young. That what shit was said? wrong. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you know that I'm going to law school to fight for social justice. Like you're just going against my brand. I, and I think that you know people might try to say whatever, but I think that at the magnitude that Kim and Kanye are, that's enough. You're going completely against my brand. That's enough. And you know, with this celebrity marriage, that's something. And even just marriage, as we said previously, business is part of it, right? It's not just oh, love, love, love. It's like you're trying to ruin me because you are attached to me. Yeah. And you know, uh, so on the other side, people are saying that. Well, why are people blaming Kanye Kanye because this is um Kim's third failed marriage. So you know the first time she got married she was like nineteen. That don't even count. Two, what's that guy's name? Don't even remember. Something Dash. Some 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 yeah. random shotgun some, Vegas wedding that doesn't yeah. count. Then she got married to Humphreys. Yeah, and that was like for ninety days. We remember. From the jump, we kinda knew that was a bullshit ass wedding. That was bullshit for you jump. know. Um, but this she tried for this one. This was seven years. Yeah. And I think this one, she was mature. She was older. She, she got four kids by this the man. This was her husband. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She got four kids by the man. And I think, let's not forget the fact that Kanye definitely did pursue her. Because even before she married um, Humphreys. Yeah. Because I, I really used to watch um, the Kardashians. Keeping up with the Kardashians. So I really used to. You going to watch the last season with me? Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but if she did mention that even back then he was like damn you gonna marry this man yeah you know like he was really pursuing her and people say that oh yeah you know Kanye West brought Kim up I think it was a 50-50 deal quite frankly Kanye didn't bring Kim up the most we can say is Kanye taught Kim how to dress yes he that. made her more of a, a trendy fashionista yeah, he, he right? made her more like you know he if anything, he did what all these black men do to these white bitches. They 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 dress them up like black women, mm. and then they get more popular because now they are what you know. A lot of these affluent white men, I mean, black men want white women in black aesthetic. Yep, I feel like um, um, Kim. She actually made um. Kanye more like pop culture too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. more in that pop media. Yes. He wasn't talking about Kanye before Definitely Kim. not. Definitely not. TMZ didn't give a fuck. So they both definitely influenced each other. Both influenced each other's businesses, brands. Oh, shit. She didn't drop her last name. She's Kim Kardashian West. She didn't say I'm going to be Kim West. Exactly. Because that Kardashian name holds power on its own. On its own. It like, holds power on its own. It's super unfortunate. Again, I think it's going to be um, interesting to see how, how they divide and how things are split. And, yeah. You know, with the kids. I just also think that, like, I mean, it's, it's not my place to say, but I just also feel that. Kanye, he does what he wants to do. He does. And you and he doesn't necessarily think of how that impacts the family, especially with all those kids. Wasn't he trying to live in Wyoming or something like that? He was trying to live in Wyoming. He was trying to live in Chicago. He try, I just think that like he's not stable he's enough for crazy. a family. Yeah, he's, he's not stable crazy. enough for a family. So. And you know, I know people are like, Well, he should have been with a black woman. But I also do feel like and you know, in a way I do agree that, you know, he probably should have married, you know, married a black woman. Yeah. But 
even if, even as a black woman and I'm in this type of marriage, gee, I'm leaving your ass. I'm, I'm gonna sorry. Say, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you see some women, some black men that marry women, and it's like, there's not even a time for me to bring up the black woman, white woman thing. It's like, yeah. woman, period. Woman ain't to nobody, woman. Ain't nobody dealing. You know, I'm like, like, Vanessa Bryan is like that to me. Yeah. Yeah, she not black, but I respect her as a woman, as Kobe's wife. At the end of the day, she holding him down yeah. in a way that, as a black woman, I can't say I wouldn't hold him down. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. Exactly. That's just that on and that's how I feel about Kim. Like, as a black woman, Kim ain't do no less than I would do. She didn't. She did she more tried. than I would do. Ah, she tried. When you call my mama Chris Jong-un. Chris Jong-un. That shit's serious to me. Y'all yeah, know what nah. Kim Jong-un is. That is a real dictator. Like, uh, uh, this man faked his death just to see who was happy about it. Like, that's some real dictator shit. He on a level shit. with Trump. Yeah, that's Hitler. Chris Jong-un. Yeah. Uh, Fidel Castro. Trump, like, how you gonna put Chris yeah. in that? That's wrong. He talked too much about their family. He 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 definitely did too much. He did too much. Yeah, so. I, I just couldn't forgive you talking about my kid like that. No, but that's our, too our much. daughter like that. Right, no. like, and that's she's and the thing is that she's gonna see all this, all these kids, and then it never dies. Like they're gonna see these yeah. things, like uh, literally. Y'all have a show, okay? Yeah, they talk about it in the show. They're gonna watch these things. So I wish Kim the best, quite frankly. Yeah, I wish both um, of them the best. I, I do mean, she's hope, a hot cake, so. I hope that Kanye um, finds a real family. Because I will say that the Kardashians gave him a family. And I, don't, and I think people be talking all type of shit about whatever about them. But at the time that Kanye was at his life, even without him having his mom, mm-hmm. I don't really know his relationship with his father. Um, Kanye doesn't strike me as somebody that has a lot of people around him. and the I Car- wonder what that's about. Who you knows? Insane? You know, Kanye's. Who knows? But, I mean, as much as y'all champion Jay-Z and Beyonce and all them niggas, like, them niggas was not his family when he needed it. You know what I mean? They was not. Like, at the end of the day, they hey, was not. Hey, they probably were like, deuces, this motherfucker's acting too crazy. A- exactly. Okay. And, you know, that was his family. And if you watch the show, you see that they held Kanye down no matter what. Yeah. Through up and down, through him telling us slavery was a choice, through whatever bullshit Kanye was on, they held him down. They stuck by his side. So... I mean, it's unfortunate. I really do hope that it's a smooth divorce. I hope it don't get like Dr. Dre and yeah, them. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Dr. Dre and them. Because that's still going. That shit getting disgusting a little bit. It is. It is. Like, it is. damn. Yeah, hopefully. Um, sorry. Okay, a next segment. So, you guys, let's talk about this next segment. I. I got a lot of backlash for calling him a clown. People didn't like that I called this guy a clown. And I'm I'm here to double down on everything that I'm saying. This nigga Meek Mill is a real clown. Um, Let's tell y'all what's what's this clown shit he doing. An alodo. Somebody who is a dumbass. Stupid. Makes poor decisions. Comparable to a donkey. Olodo Rabata. Goof ass. Meek Mill is a whole fucking goofy. So last week, I know we came in here, we talked to you guys about the um, Meek Mill lyric that he he did regarding Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, if we going up, we going out on the chopper like Kobe. That was basically the lyric. Um, So this week, you know, um, Vanessa Bryant re- responded. Vanessa Bryant essentially said, you know, if you a fan, just say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but all jokes aside, she did say that, you know, she's never heard of Meek. And if he is a fan of the of Kobe, you know, there are better ways that he could have expressed his fanship over Kobe, which I completely agree. 
But you know, that's not why I find him in a lodo. You mm. know, I find Meek to be in a lodo because as Drake said, he do got them Twitter fingers. He does. Meek got them Twitter fingers. And off the heels of Vanessa Bryant basically saying that, don't do that, don't talk about Kobe in this manner, he says, I don't think we on the same signal, y'all. I don't see what y'all see. I be looking at the net laughing like, I did what? I say random shit all day on social. It becomes a trend to hate on me every once in a while, but I feed off that shit. I'm a beast, literally. I'm going to stay on this. Hundred million chase to feed the kids. I'm a dip from the crowd and stay in the zip. That was Meek's response. Why you reading like some spoken word something? <laughs> because that's what Meek said. Me, you know, Meek said that's that was it. He, yeah, he's definitely definitely a goofy because it's like, why why all of that? You know, the the, the this woman a widow. She said this is how you know just how she felt. It was disrespectful to her husband's name. Everyone said it. So for you to not make a jest out of the situation, say, oh, I'm a beast, you know, I'm so trendy, people just want to talk about me. You really think that much of yourself. You really think that you are that relevant. You really think that your lyrics were just that great that, you know, just flew right past people's heads, like people didn't get what you were trying to say. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just like, and then he's had a history of just doing such nonsense. It's like, how old are you? What level of immaturity is this again? Like, why? It just... I don't know. It's just ridiculous. I don't like that. So when all of this stuff is happening, a lot of people are trying to pacify it with the, you know, oh, in rap and hip-hop, people always use um, metaphors yeah. of people who die. And I think that for us to try to act like there's no such thing as being evolved is crazy. Well, just respect. Respect. You Come know what I mean? Now. Like, at the end of the day, when other people use lines and lyrics and shit, um, I'm sure like a lot of the time the, the family is not actively and aggressively res- act- asking for respect of their memory. Right. Vanessa Bryant has come out in public multiple times. She's asked for don't even post a tribute mm. for Kobe because it hurts too much. Yeah. So, I mean, even though it was a leaked song or whatever, it wasn't necessarily a song he put out. Why do you even rap that? Right. And I feel like for you to not even come out in your first response, just be like, I'm sorry for you to be like, oh, I, I apologize in private. I don't give a fuck if you apologize in private. I was going to say, you should apologize in public as well because you publicly demeaned my husband's name. You publicly said this lyric, right, in a song that, this, you know, we all know that when people drop songs, the high chance is going to leak, whether they yeah. leak it themselves. So, you know, that's another thing. So saying I, I apologize in private so the shit should be dead, it should be over it. No, I apologize in, in public as well. Yes. The same way you humiliated me, I apologize that way. Yeah, it's just, I, I just feel like for all, all the tweeting, all the extra stuff, and I think that celebrities got to stop doing, that's just a bad habit to me that celebrities have of this, I don't owe my fans anything, I don't, and I'm going to say whatever I want, and people going to do this. I just feel like, how fucking dare you? Before y'all was anything, all y'all did was solicit to fans. We see it all day. We see the people that we are, amongst our peers trying to get up and they send you shit. They DM you their new shit. They do all that. And I have no doubt in my mind that Meek was one of them niggas too trying to get on. So it's like the same people that you was taking your time to DM your music and do this are saying, hey, as somebody who I subscribe to your music, I don't align with that. You need to just say, you know what? I don't align with that too and I apologize. Don't nobody give a fuck about your stupid ass feelings right now. (laughs) Like, I, I don't, I just don't understand these celebrities at times. He's a child. Honestly, he really is a child. 
So he is the big Olodo of the week. Oh, goofy. <laughs> All right. So our next segment, Care for the Culture. Nice. Okay. It's Nora Rahimian. She is a code switcher and community builder who helps organizations and artists develop strategies for using entertainment and the arts as tools for social change. Nora was born in Iran. So this is nice. She's an Iranian. Um, She was raised in Los Angeles area. She grew up from being an at-risk youth to helping at-risk youth escape their harsh realities and survive gun violence and terrible odds. She co-founded Cultural Fix. Okay. A global network of creatives dedicated to making a difference through arts. She has helped artists and communities worldwide build platforms that advocate for social change through entertainment. Yeah. She's been doing this for over 10 years. This is this is awesome. She also lived in Liberia as well, where she spent three years developing al- alternative education programs for higher risk and out of school youth. So, girl, she is just doing it all around you. I love it. She, she is, is an doing Iranian it all around. Woman. Yep. She is doing I, it all around. I love it. It's really important in this cross-cultured space. Um, I think a lot of us who are from these, like, ethnic nationalities or whatever, um, there's a lot of pressure on us culturally mm. to uphold our culture, even though we're not in that culture. Yeah. Um, And for people to be finding spaces for us to do both, Man, as as a cross culture person, man, I that shit matters. So. It does. It does. Woo woo! Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Okay. All right, you guys, let's get to our word of the week. Yes, we haven't had a dummy's word for a moment. Yes, you guys. Uh, my word for this week in this episode is acceptance. Mm. Um, I choose this word because there's so many times that we go into so many spaces and we look for validation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the irony of looking for validation is that the only person who you really needed acceptance from was yourself. Facts. You know, if you came into a space accepting who you are mm-hmm. in that space, you wouldn't look for that acceptance from anybody else. I feel like I've been in a space where I'm just learning to take me and all of me, mm-hmm. you know, and not feel that there's a part of me that needs to hinder or I need to alter to match another person or whatever. Like just being like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. This is what I come with. Okay. I urge all of our listeners and cross culture to accept all the parts of you because that's what being cross culture is. It's about accepting who I you like are that. and I like all that. of those Facets of you. Okay. So Amen my word that. of the week, you guys, is acceptance. Nice. All right, guys. <laughs> and this is Cross, Cross Culture. Culture. <laughs>
she don't mind what she happened. That big piece, she know the tire when she happened. That big piece, she talk about what she come on. That big piece, she can't feel it.